And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Jabron. Oh, <laughs> yes, sir. The Parlay Pounder. You got it. We're back. We're Ooh. back. It's March. It is March. I'm feeling the madness. My yes. bracket's not totally busted. How's yours doing? Mine is totally busted. <laughs> you know me. I had my Maryland Terps going all the oh, way. No. Oh, no. Uh, they, they played valiantly against Alabama mm-hmm. for a while, but then got blown out. So, uh, you know, I go with my heart most of the yeah. time on bracket bracketology, so I'm still still you know, tugging on it a little bit with Creighton. So we'll see how that goes. There you go. And a lot of uh, Duke fans. Nebraska has a lot of Duke fans for, for sure. some reason. Every state has a lot of Duke fans. Yeah, and they, they got they got served as they well. Um, but you still got those Michigan, those transplant Michigan State fans holding yep. on to hope. And, hey, we'll, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. it first here, right? Yeah. It's the Spartans taking on the Kansas State Wildcats. Yeah. And they are a point and a half favorite. Now, this line's been on the move. Jumped bit. up to two. I think some books had it two and a half. Now it's back down to a one and a half point favorite. That over-under's at 137. That's 137 and a half. The hook's out there now. Yeah. That's been on the movement as well because I think people are catching on to the unders. Yeah, no doubt about it. The whole NCAA tournament just seems like it's been unders. Yeah. Just a lot of good defense out there, Andy. And this game has me kind of puzzled a little bit just because – it feels, you know, a little bit unnatural to call Michigan State basketball program kind of an underdog or, you know, uh, an overlooked team. But nobody expected the Spartans to no. be here. They're the seventh seed. And make this kind of run. Yeah. They've won seven of their last ten games, Andy, and it's playing its best basketball in March. Mm-hmm. On the other side, Kansas State is pretty much the same team, like, you know, just followed yeah. the same path. Wildcats yeah. entered the season outside the top 25 in the AP polls, and now they're about to lock down a you know, a seat in the Elite Eight. So they have 25 wins and they're a three seed. <laughs> exactly. I like Kansas State. Yeah, no doubt about it, Andy. Um, yeah, just what I was just going to do there. Kansas State is 23 and 11 against the spread this year. Mm. I, I, I really like them, especially with that point and a half. I really uh-huh. think it's going to come down late to it. And I think Kansas State takes the free throws at the end and wins this game. Yeah. But I'm going to take that point and a half separation just to. Just just to make myself feel better. I wish I would have got it at two and a half. Yeah. I wasn't that quick. Uh, but I still like Kansas State. This is a five thirty tip off central standard time on yeah. TBS. For all the reasons that you mentioned there, I like Kansas State and uh, Michigan State, they're kind of playing they're you know. Yeah. Uh, don't bet against Tom Izzo and all that stuff. I think he has a crazy record in March. It's uh, nuts. Like eighteen and six. Yes. How crazy is that? It's that, crazy. That's a that's a Sweet Sixteen on. He yeah. has a lifetime record of eighteen and six. When he gets there, he wins. It's unbelievable. But I think you know every run has to come to an end. Yeah, and I think I this agree. is this is the spot for it right here. Go Cats. Go Cats. We're, we don't. We got to get through four games here. Yeah. Uh, this is a Thursday slate. A lot of fun. Uh, next game. Arkansas Razorbacks taking on the Yukon Huskies. Everyone's so high on the Huskies, including the bookies. Yeah. Have them at a four-and-a-half-point favorite. That over-under is at 140-and-a-half. Yeah, Andy, and like you said, 
I think even us, we were, you know, kind of on UConn, just being in that Big East kind of yeah. realm with Creighton yep. Yep. Uh, all year. Everybody could see how UConn was kind of gearing up, getting getting right before the tournament, oh, yeah. but nobody expected this Arkansas team to beat Kansas either. So this <laughs> this team is world beater class right now, Andy, and I would take that four and a half points for the Arkansas Razorbacks right now. I've been called a Jayhawk hater, yeah. but I even had them getting by Arkansas. For sure. The eight seed? Yeah, Come yeah. on. Uh, and UConn, as you just said there, they were getting right. They never had that bad of a season to begin no. with. 28 wins. Almost a 30-win season. <laughs> Very good. And they're not done yet. It's a uh, 6-30 tip-off, 6-15 tip-off on CBS. Yeah. What do you think of that over-under at 140 and a half? They're giving you the hook. Yeah, I think that goes over, Andy. I just mm-hmm. think that I like both these teams to put the, put the ball in the basket. I do think UConn wins, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. And I'm, I'm thinking right now 79-76, to 76, winning by three for the UConn Huskies. Yeah, and UConn's been scoring 70-plus yeah. uh, quite often, and so has Arkansas most recently. Um, uh, with the 72-71 yeah. win over Kansas. For sure. So that, that gets you at that over. Exactly. And I, and I think Kansas is a lot better defender team than UConn. Mm-hmm. So I really think that this goes over, and that might be the best bet in this game if you do not want to jump on the Razorback side. All righty, let's move on over to one of the night games. Yeah. That's an 8 o'clock tip-off. Florida Atlantic Owls. Everybody had the Owls in the Sweet 16. <laughs> and yeah. you can, I guess you could almost say the same for the Tennessee Volunteers. Volunteers, five-and-a-half point favorite. That over-under, 129-and-a-half. And both of these lines, like all the other lines, have seen a little movement since uh, the lines were set. Is this the team? Is this the team that's going to do it? Florida Atlantic? Are they going to be in the Elite Eight? Is this going to be the big <laughs> upset of the weekend? Uh, I I don't think so, Andy. Okay, okay. I, I, I was, really I don't. Was, I, okay. I, I think that this should be. I think this should be even more more of a lopsided spread than Creighton. Really? Probably. Uh, I know that I'm probably not giving FAU the respect that they deserve. I just think they got favorable matchups. They did, and, the, and that's not going to happen here. Tennessee has an advantage in almost every facet of this matchup and enters in an impressive 14-6 and six against the spread when it scores at least 65 points. They're going to blow that out of the water. I got them winning by 10-plus, probably somewhere near 75-65. to 65. Oh, So you you feel pretty good about that 5.5. That yeah, might no be doubt. one of your uh, best bets That's as far as Thursday. That's one of the best thir- bets of this weekend. As far as Thursdays sure, go. For Thursday. Are you yep. going to give us a parlay in this first segment? Uh, no, Maybe I not. will not. Okay. I will okay. double down on the second segment because uh, that's where my Blue Jays are hiding. All righty. Well, I like that, and I, I I have to agree with you. I mean, uh, Tennessee coming out of the SEC, and no one's blown away by the SEC, but they're still a power five. Yeah, no doubt. You know, there's Kentucky, there's Florida, and you can say whatever you want about those two teams, maybe not as good as they were, um, but it's still a power uh, Alabama? They're out of the SEC, right? Yes. Tennessee hung with them, right? Yes. So I, I, think, the, <laughs> I think the storybook uh, gets closed on Florida Atlantic here as well. And that 129.5, though— Due to the volunteers playing that half court game, yeah. What do you think about that? I where's it at? One twenty nine. One twenty nine and a half. I do think it hits. Uh, you're, I got, you're, you're going over. Yeah, I I, I got it right at one thirty right now, Andy. You know, somewhere close to that. Uh, if I had to lean on a side, 
I think that maybe mm-hmm. FAU, you know, kind of surges yeah. at the start of the second half, and Tennessee really has to buckle down and score a lot of points to put them away. So yeah. I do believe that goes on the favorable side of the over. So that's what I will be betting on if I do it in this game. Yeah, give Florida Atlantic their due. Yeah. They're here for a reason. A 33-win season so far. I've only dropped three games. And here in the tournament, they've gone on the runs when they need it. They got no 8-0 runs, 7-1 run when they needed it to happen at the end of game. Some kind of felt fluky, but hey, tip your caps to the Owls. Uh, they made it happen. You made an interesting point earlier talking about the unders in this tournament so yeah. far. The unders are hitting at a clip of 67%. Yeah. If you were to just blindly bet, bet the, the unders. unders on every single game, <laughs> you'd be up. looking pretty darn good <laughs> no right now. Um, and you got one of the regions in Madison Square Garden. I'm going to be looking at that one very closely. Yeah. Uh, that's been an under traditionally an under, under type arena. Of, yeah, 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 especially for the tournament, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all these guys. And the three-point shot weighs so heavy in the college game now. Yeah. It really sets these guys up for failure as far as hitting that over under. I know they're not worried about that. They're worried about making shots. Well, it's kind of one and the same as far but, as this goes. Exactly, Andy. And that's crazy you mentioned that because, in fact, the Volunteers rank number one in opponent three-point percentage at 26.4, mm-hmm. which is just nightmares for FAU because yeah. they score over 37%. Yep. Of their points mm-hmm. from beyond the arc. So that's why I think <clears throat> yeah. Tennessee just got a lopsided here. Yeah. They are better defending team, best team that FAU's probably played ever. It's strength on strength as far as how the cards were dealt here, and you got to think Tennessee's looking pretty good. No doubt about it. Matchup. No doubt about it. All righty, let's head on over to the nightcap, yeah. one that I'm really looking Heck at yeah. here. Gonzaga, the Bulldogs, taking on UCLA, the Bruins. No one's surprised that these two teams are squaring off here. Yeah. UCLA. One and a half point favorite over unders pumped up a little bit here. One forty five and a half. A lot of hooks. With, that half point with has been good reason. Out. With good reason. These guys score the basketball. These two teams are two of the best scoring teams. Gonzaga doesn't like to play defense. No, they do not because they can just outrun everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's the way that they do it. You only have to look back two years, Andy, to UCLA and Gonzaga playing history. They were in the 20, 2021 mm-hmm. Final Four yeah. playing. So this is going to be, you know, I'm not going to say a rivalry game, but this is kind of a get back, get back at you moment. I really think the best bet is that over, Andy, just because <laughs> they are going to be pushing each other the entire game. Really? I do. I think the over is the best bet. I do think UCLA might get them in crunch time, but I I thought a long time ago I'm not going to bet against Drew Timmy in the Zags ever in this tournament. There so you go. my best bet is the over. If I had to lean, I would go UCLA by a slight margin. So I'm going to go opposite there with you Let's do from it. you. Um, UCLA, we're talking about injuries. Yeah. You know, a couple of their guards are banged up. Now there have been reports that no, no, we're not hurt. We're not. Hurt. <laughs> what are you going to say? You have. To. You know. You have. What, to. Are, what are you going to say on that? Um, so I've actually heard some pundits out there, yeah. uh, guys that I like to look to as far as uh, sports betting goes, that they think UCLA's best chance is to try and slow it down and get in the half court because they're not going to be able to run with the Bulldogs in this setting with the injuries that they're dealing with. Even if the kid does play, he's not going to be 100%. Yeah, Andy, and and I, I get what you're saying. I really do get what you're saying. But the only thing that I am going to battle back that with, Andy, is that if UCLA tries to do that, Gonzaga's mediocre defense gets mm-hmm. to catch their breath and, you know, 
you know, kind of set themselves. So I think USC, UCLA, mm-hmm. if they have a chance at winning this game, they have to push the ball. They have to keep up with that pace. It's their style. It's their style. So don't change anything now. You're one step away from the Elite <laughs> Eight. And with Gonzaga's very, very mediocre defense, this is the way you're going to beat them. So I get what you're saying, but yeah. if UCLA does that, I think it's, I think it's you know, smile time for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Well, and we got a little shout-out here. Hunter Salas, yeah. Omaha product. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Millard North, proud of him. Everybody around Nebraska's uh, watching him, cheering for him. But the ace up my sleeve is Drew Timmy. Timmy. I mean, this guy, uh, that last game, yep. I, I don't want to say he dominated, but he kind of took it over. Yeah. And, and when he needs to play defense, he can guard the rim. I mean, he's basically a seven-footer yeah. out there. And he can score any which way he wants. Yeah, no, exactly, Andy. And if it does get into a close game and it comes down to free throw shooting, Drew Timmy will take over, make seven straight free throws, and get them in the lead eight. Like I said, this is going to be a coin flip game for me. But give me that over. No coin flip for me. I have Zags taking it down anyway. They're going to win this one easy. There you go. All right. There's the horn. That means that we're up against it. I want to make one more point here. Uh, call me a fanboy, whatever you want to call him, but I've kind of been a I've been watching Gonzaga from afar all season For long. Sure. Now I get to finally talk about him. Let's do it. Drew Timmy is leading the team in point score, twenty one a game, assist over three a game, and rebounds over seven boards per game. Three for three, and he's like an eighth year senior or something like that. <laughs> I like that. I think he still has his COVID year to come back to. No, uh, <laughs> no, nah, he, he's only been there six he's, years. <laughs> he's one of the best players in the nation. Uh, yes, uh, experience has to go towards the Zags. So you you might have swayed me a little bit there. All right, so let's let's run that back real quick here. You got UCLA. Yeah. Uh, on the nightcap, where do you go from there with the over? And then I go, Andy. Uh, you have to go with the Kansas State Wildcats. You have to go with the points. Arkansas, I do believe UConn wins. And then Tennessee is going to run away with that one. That's the best bet of Thursday. Take that five and a half points for Tennessee. Very good. We agree on everything except I have the Zags getting past UCLA. And, of course, they're going to beat them by more than one and a half points, especially if it comes down to free throws. <laughs> Drew Timmer is going to do that for me. Don't go in there, folks. This is WT. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron, the Parlay Pounder. You got it. We're back. Yes, sir. We are. And now we got to talk about the other side of the bracket. Yeah, yeah. It's March Madness. It's the Sweet 16. Is there a better time of year? You got spring training, baseball. Yeah. You got NBA starting to wind down. Uh, hockey's still going hockey's strong. strong. What's going on? And then, you know, college basketball. Everyone's talking about college it, basketball. It's the so. best. It really is the best. The end of March, start of April, best time. A lot Love of fun. It. A lot of fun stuff going on. All right, let's talk about the first game on Friday afternoon. Yeah. That's San Diego State, the Aztecs, mm-hmm. taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, and, yeah, as everyone thought, uh, Crimson Tide here. Alabama's a heavy favorite. Seven and a half points over under those, only at 136 and a half. Yeah, Andy. Um, besides being far and away the best team left, or, you know, just the best overall team left, Alabama, mm-hmm. and having the best player in college basketball, Brandon Miller, mm-hmm. uh, it's about to win 
the rebounding title in this game. Mm-hmm. They are going to be able to wax these guys off the off the boards all night. The Aztecs, you know, this is still going to be a little <laughs> bit of a dogfight, Andy, but Alabama is so much better on the boards. Yeah. They are just going to run away with this, I believe. Think so? So I, 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 I see the Aztecs keeping this close for a while, Andy, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, with the the rate Alabama scores, the offensive burst in the second half, that that San Diego State can't create. Can't I just, keep up. Can't keep up. So I believe this this spreads out to ten by the end of the game. You think so? I really like the seven and a half hmm. for the Crimson Tide. And uh, yeah, sorry Aztecs, your season is over. I mean, I, I agree that their season is over, but yeah. I, I do believe they are going to muddy this thing up as much as they can. Yeah, they're going to try. They're, yeah, they're going to try. They're going to try and slow it down. And they know they know they're outgunned. Yeah, no doubt. They know they're outmatched. Um, but that. You know, a shorter team can still get on the boards and work the glass. Yep. I like the defense that San Diego State can play, so I'm picking them to cover this seven and a half. And okay. I hope, I hope this line gets stretched out, and it probably will. Yeah, I think because that's will the too. over. That's the overwhelming thought here. Yeah. But uh, give Brandon Miller his due, leading the team with about 20 points per game. He also yeah. gets about eight or nine rebounds a game, just a straight-up baller. He is one of the best in NCAA, and, uh, yeah, it's not going to stop on this round. All right, about a quarter after six, we have another tip-off. That is the Miami, the very fortunate Miami Hurricanes, which, yeah. you know, they made their own luck, blah, 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 whatever. But I think their luck is about to run out here as they're taking on the Houston Cougars. Houston's also a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, the other number one still alive, Andy, the Houston Cougars. This intriguing matchup just because, you know, Houston – you know, the Cougars lean on their ability to defend mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. basketball as they rank second in defensive efficiency left in the tournament, yeah. while the Hurricanes lean on their ability to make shots as they rank eighth in offensive efficiency mm-hmm. in the NCAA. Um, Both I, teams like to run. Yeah. You know. You know what I'm looking at, Andy, here? Plus 250 money line. Miami Hurricanes take down the Houston Cougars. Give me the Hurricanes. They beat them. They beat them outright. (laughs) I got them 75-70. Go Hurricanes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, in in a way, I kind of hope you're right to just help out my bracket because I do not have Houston (laughs) in in the championship game. Yeah, no doubt. I would rather face a Miami team and and, – MGM, yeah. um, they have the money line at 270 for you right now, so you yeah, might no want to skip over no, there and skip, shop yep, it around a no little doubt. bit. Shopping around, get your best odds. I think these two teams, uh, you mentioned some of the stats there, but I think they mirror one another. It's just that Houston is taller, faster, more athletic. Yeah. So they're just a better version of the Miami Hurricanes. So I think this is a game where uh, if it was a – if Miami brought something different to the table, yeah. but it's just straight up a mirror to me, and when that happens, well, then Houston and their talent, I feel, is really going to overshadow uh, Miami. So I think Houston is not only going to win this game, but they're going to cover. Um, I, I don't. I'm going to stay away from that over under. I don't know where that's going to go at 137 and a half. I over. just think uh, <laughs> it could. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not going to argue that okay. at all. I just really don't know about that one. Andy, what? what? You ignorant <laughs> schmuck. <laughs> no. Okay, Houston is 3 and 8 against the spread in its last 11 games mm-hmm. as a favorite and it's 2 and 6 against the spread in its last 8 games overall. So, the trio of Wong, 
Pack and Omir gives Miami a chance to compete with any team in the country. Yeah. Um, no matter what you want to, if you want to fade me, whatever you want to do. But that plus seven is gold. This is coming down to the last shot. No matter which way it goes. All right. But I like that plus money for the chance of the bigger payout. So no matter what, okay. plus seven with Miami is uh-huh. a lock. So you, you like the point spread for sure, but no that, that money line's too enticing for you. Love it. Love and, it. Yep, I'll just say I might fade that, okay? So let's move on to one of the night games. Uh, <laughs> talk about one of our Big East teams let's here. Do it. Xavier Musketeers yep. taking on the Texas Longhorns. Longhorns, only a four-and-a-half point favorite here. Over-under is inflated, though, 148-and-a-half. Yeah, Xavier's offense has been tremendous this season. We saw it all year, being for the yeah, Big East. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it will, it won't score at will against the Longhorns. No. Uh, <laughs> Marcus Carr. Yeah, uh, Xavier also lacks discipline, which could get them in some foul trouble. Um, I like Texas, but I don't like them big. I have this right around a three-point game, okay. Andy. Yeah. So if I had to pick a team to cover, it would be the Musketeers. Yeah. But go money line with for the Texas Longhorns, and this could be a deal where I've saw I've seen too much Texas throughout the year, and I've seen too much Xavier. Yeah, no doubt. We and, talk about both of them a lot, and so I, I don't. If Xavier gives us their best game, they're going to cover that. Yeah, no doubt. If Texas plays their best game, they're easily going to yeah, cover that four sure. and a half. And yep. I don't know what we're going to get. We've talked about how the unders have just been smashing yep. uh, throughout this tournament. I think that trend's going to continue. Maybe not to the point of 67%, yeah. which is what we've had through the first 52 games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think this could be a herky-jerky type of a game, and I just I don't have faith really in either team. Uh, if I had to lean, I'm thinking – I like where you're going with that. Xavier to cover, but Texas to win. Yeah, exactly, Andy. And I'll give you the best bet of the game if you would like it. Yeah, I, of course I would like with it. With all we got? of the offensive talent involved, I'm mm-hmm. expecting a first-half fireworks show. Oh, so right now, half. the first-half total over is at 69.5 points. Both of these teams have averaged a combined of 73 points mm-hmm. before halftime in their last three games. So I just believe that this is going to hit. All right. I think both these guys come out fast, come out firing. It could slow down in the second half with that Texas, you know, kind of locking them down. Sure, but the without, adjustments. Yep. But without them knowing this Big East team the way that most mm-hmm. other teams should— uh, I really like that first half over of 69.5 points. You're really bucking the trend there, too, because that's kind of been one of the, the, the most secure bets throughout this tournament yeah. is the first half unders. Not just the game unders, no but doubt. the first half no unders. Doubt. That's even I agree. hitting at a greater clip. But I like what you're saying there because uh, we, we saw that in Omaha. I was at the Xavier Creighton game, and the adjustments that their coaching staff made during that halftime break, yeah, phenomenal. It really gave Creighton problems. <laughs> it did. Uh, and we had a lot of points in the first half. <laughs> so I'll go back to that. I've seen too much Xavier, too much Texas. I don't like this one so much. Yeah. Let's move on to the game that everyone's Let's talking go. about, whether you want to or not. Sorry, Husker fans, but yeah. an in-state team known as the Creighton Blue Jays are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over the surprise 15-seed <laughs> Princeton Tigers. Yeah. Over-under is in at 139.5, 140, depending where you're looking. Yeah. Every NCAA tournament, Andy, needs an unlikely Cinderella team mm-hmm. uh, for the fans to get behind. Princeton has been the team this year. Yep. It's pulled off back-to-back upsets over Arizona and Missouri. In fact, Phenomenal. the Tigers' 15-point win in round two of the round of 32 has the largest margin of victory by 15 seed in history of the NCAA tournament. <laughs> so uh, rooting for the upset is always fun. But this is the Blue Jays. This is Blue yeah, Jays time. I think so. They're rolling. You got Nimhart <clears throat> yep. going nuts. You got yep. Cockbrenner might be the best player in the tournament. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, I, 
take Creighton. I don't know if they'll win by 10, Andy. I don't know if they win by 10. Mm-hmm. So I am not touching that spread. The only thing that I know, Andy, best bet. Under 136 and a half. You think so? That's where I got it right now. These teams have been covering the spread at an insane rate. So mm-hmm. I do not which, know which way to go on this one. Mm-hmm. All I know is Creighton's going to win. That under's going to hit. The lack of second chance opportunities in this game will lead to methodical and low scoring contest. That's just all that's going to happen. I think Princeton knows the only way that they're going to be able to win this game is to slow it down. No doubt. They cannot allow those stallions uh, for Creighton to get out and run. Exactly. Uh, period. Um, and I think it would have served Princeton better had they been able to just keep playing, just every two days keep yeah, playing. No doubt. But now they went back to campus. Everyone's yep. dabbing them, saying, hey, great game. Great oh, you job, guys did job, it. You did it. Job. You did it. Uh, Creighton expects to be here. They yes. were ranked in, within the top 10 earlier this season. Agreed. And that's another reason why I like Creighton, why I had them so high on my bracket. I got them going to the championship game. Full disclosure, Heck everyone yeah. that's that's in our uh, pool and, and took a look at my bracket there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got Creighton squaring off with Gonzaga. So, of course, I think they're going to win here. You mentioned that nine-and-a-half-point favorite. They, it was up to 10. Yeah. And in, and now it's going down. <laughs> yep. Um, I might wait for it here, a little closer to tip-off to go yeah. down. I think Creighton can win by 10. I really no, do. I do this believe they can. This is a 15 seed. This is a team out of the. Yes, uh, the Ivy League. Yeah, so like I, this is, <laughs> I think Creighton could really put it on him here. They, they definitely could, Andy. And all I'm trying to say is both these teams, both Creighton and Princeton, have been covering at such an alarming mm-hmm. rate. There's not really a trend for me to get behind. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I can see is the total has hit the under in four of Princeton's last six games overall, as well as ten of its last sixteen away games. So mm-hmm. ex- expect yeah. that you know consensus shots in the one and done possessions to really stack up for him. Yeah. And get that under, under, under. Yeah, I mean they're they're going to have to shoot from far away. Yep. And Creighton's that's what their defense is going to be trying to do is to mm-hmm. force them to shoot far away. So they're going to kind of be playing in their ends. No doubt. This is an eight o'clock tip Central Standard Time at the KFC Yum Center. Yeah. <laughs> Yum. Uh, and the money line uh, plus three seventy five for Princeton. If you really yeah. like it, minus five hundred Creighton. Um, and here's another thing with Creighton. Yeah. We talked about Gonzaga how uh, Drew Timmy leads the team. In all the big yeah, yeah. categories, Creighton's the exact opposite. Cockbrenner uh, leads them in scoring, but yep. not a wide margin either. No, no, no. A lot of guys score. score. Nemhard, their point guard, the leads best. Five assists a game. He leads in assists. And then you got Baylor Shireman, the wing forward, power forward, shooting forward. High energy. Yeah, and he leads the team in rebounds. Yep. So, and and we've heard Coach Max say this a hundred times throughout the season. It's somebody different every night. Yep. I really like that for Creighton. No doubt. And hey, we also saw them play a pretty good game against Arizona real early in the year. No doubt. Knocked them off. Yep. Just like Princeton. Yep. We also saw them play a really good game against Texas. So now you're starting <clears throat> to see that really tough schedule. Yeah. That Creighton played throughout the season. Pay off. It's really paying off big time. No I doubt. think this has set them up in a big way. I like the Blue Jays, and I probably will like them to cover two, even if it is at the nine. If I had to bet it, that's where I'd go. Awesome, Andy. You know something else is going to pay off? What's that? This parlay play by Jabron. <laughs> oh, let's do I it. I got a three-teamer, folks. It's a Thursday-Friday parlay, so get it in early. Here we go. First leg, Tennessee by five and a half. Second leg, Gonzaga, UCLA, over 145.5. Okay. The last one on mm. Friday, doing the under in the Princeton-Creighton game, under 139. Mm. Putting 20 bucks on this to win 120. You can't beat that. Give it there to are me. all three going to hit. I like that. Even the under with, with Creighton there, because Creighton will mm. lock it down. They are fine. If they can no get up by that 10-pointer around there, they're pretty comfortable you playing with the lead, so they don't need to you know put the pedal to the metal or risk anything. You got they're it. a mature team. I like that a lot. 
All righty, don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Jabron Parlay Powell. You got it. You got it. All righty. Now we're going to talk a little XFL. The X. The football that's out of football season. Well, it's in football season. Yeah. Whatever. It's fun. Welcome to The Rock. We're going to. We're going to have some fun here. And we're going to start off with the Seattle Sea Dragons. Yeah. Eight and a half point favorite <laughs> over the Orlando Guardians. That's a, a noon kickoff yeah. in Orlando. On Saturday, uh, like you said, um, yeah, Guardians, only 0-5 team left remaining. The only team mm-hmm. without a, uh, you know... You know, without a without win. a win. So Orlando's really down in the dumps right now, Andy. <laughs> the yeah. Seattle Sea Dragons, yeah. three and two, have won three games in a row, including last week's game against Houston. Ooh, Orlando, that's a good win. Yeah, very good win. And the Orlando Guardians remain winless, just like we said. But they did cover against the spread last week against uh, Vegas. They're getting better. They're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle having the best passing offense at sixty, uh, two hundred sixty-two yards. Per game, they also have a plus 14 differential, which ranks third in the XFL. The Orlando Guardians have allowed the most points. They can't guard anybody. 30 points a game, Andy. And, you know, my best bet by far is the over. At 42 and a half? Is that what you're looking at? Get over that 42. I got it at 42. You can find it at 42 and a half as well. But obviously take the lower point spread, Mm -hmm. uh, the lower over-under at 42. Go over that. Orlando cannot guard these guys. It's they might yeah. score forty themselves. Yeah. So I really like the over. Uh, obviously, I like the Sea Dragons to win. But like I just said, the Guardians are mm-hmm. kind of making progress, and they might get this one under a touchdown just because the Sea Dragons aren't you know world beaters either. Right. So you're not so sure on the spread. The eight and a half. No. You know, and it said if you had to twist your arm, you'd probably go Guardians to cover. Yeah. But the the way to go on this one is that total. Yeah. Uh, smash that over. I I can't argue that because Orlando they are a terrible defense. <laughs> no doubt. CHC Dragons one of the best passing offenses. Um, it's just a collision course. Of, and one of the best mascots as well, Andy. Yes, the Sea Dragons. <laughs> uh, and pretty cool colors. I guess those football teams in Seattle, they like to play with a little flair. They do. You know, just any team in Seattle. The Supersonics, yeah. again, one of the best uh, mascots <laughs> to die, I hey, guess. You know I like that green and yellow. You, you know, know it. Yep, you know yep. it. Yeah, look good, play good, the whole nine yards. All righty, let's uh, look at another Saturday matchup yeah. here. That is a 6 o'clock kickoff. Your team, right? Yeah. The St. Louis Battlehawks. Taking yep. on the yeah. Vegas Vipers. You heading out to Las Vegas? Yeah, I wish I were, Andy. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be wild with March Madness. Yeah, i got some prior, uh, <laughs> prior plans this weekend. All but, right. Uh, no, the spread's sitting there. Minus three towards the Battle Hawks. Mm-hmm. The Vipers plus three, obviously. That over-under sitting at 44 points, just yeah. straight across. The St. Louis Battle Hawks, three and two, are coming off a loss against D.C. Yeah. The Vegas Vipers, one and four, finally won a game last week, like we said, against Orlando. Whee! So this is the second worst team in all the land, the Vegas Vipers. A.J. McCarron, St. Louis Battlehawks quarterback, yeah. has 11 passing touchdowns to just four uh, interceptions so far this season. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best player in the XFL. Yeah. St. Louis Battlehawks are scoring 22, point, uh, 22 points per game. 
third in the league, while Vegas are only scoring 21 points. So they got the edge mm. there. The Battlehawks have played better defensively. This will be a close game, but I have faith in my Battlehawks at covering that three points. So give me the Battlehawks minus three. I'll agree with you because I like their quarterback, A.J. McCarron. Yeah. I, I do think he's probably the best quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, then best player uh, in, in the XFL. So you got to feel pretty good about that total then, too, hitting the over at 44, 44 and a half? Yeah, it's just it's it's going to be right there, Andy, mm-hmm. just because these two teams literally total that that point total yeah, per game. Yeah, they're right there at 21, 22 points per game. Exactly. So no, if I, if I had to throw some money on it, I would go with the over just because I think it's going to be close, a little maybe some late uh, game heroics by A.J. Yeah, to yeah. push this over. So I like I like the Battle Hawks for sure is my best bet. But, yeah, sprinkle that over in if you want to get nasty. Yeah, and, it, and it's in Vegas, and they're there to put on a show, yeah. and I think it is going to be a show. There you That's go. what it's all about. It's what it's all about. All right, let's move on to a Sunday matchup, the okay. San Antonio Brahmas. Yeah. A lot of hype, a lot of buzz about those Brahmas preseason. Yeah, they were. This is already week six, by the way. Yeah. This is week six of XFL, <laughs> if you weren't aware. Uh, they're taking on the Arlington Renegades. Renegades yeah. are the field goal favorite or... Do we have field goals in the XFL? Three-point favorite. Three-point favorite. <laughs> Over-under sitting at 32.5 points, Andy. Uh, yeah, like you said, the San Antonio Brahmas were one of the most hyped-up teams in all of the yep. land. Yep, They're yep. sitting at 1-4 and four and have lost three consecutive games. Mm-hmm. The Arlington Renegades, on the other side, are 3-2 and two and are in second place in the XFL South Division. Arlington mm. are only allowing 17 Point two per, points per game. So very, very stout defense over huh. there in Arlington. The problem with the Renegades has been the offense. They're only scoring 13 points per game. And San Antonio only scoring 14 points per game. Yikes. So these guys are really, really low scoring. Last week, Arle- Arlington defeated the Brahmas only 12 to 10. So literally, <laughs> this is a rematch of last week where the, yeah. only 22 points were scored. So I think a lot of people will be telling people to bet that under, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's what's going to happen. They really? just saw each other, just saw each other. I think they're going to battle back, score some more points. That over-under is so low at 32.5 points, Andy. It's already reacting. It's moved. Uh, I'm looking at a 33 <laughs> consensus Yeah, exactly. Right now. So once you hear this, check it out, where it's at. But I would... I feel good with it up to 34 probably, yeah. but uh, I just think that they're going to have to score a lot more points to make this entertaining for fans. So I really think that this one will go over. You're smashing the over. But, yeah, give me the Renegades for sure, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Renegades to win. Yep. You're looking at that over. There's, But that line is moving up, so if you want to look at that totally, you better look at it sooner than later. I agree. Do we want to do a little Monday night? The Monday night football. That's the Houston Roughnecks. Heading yeah. on up to D.C. to take on the D.C. Defenders, and the Defenders are a slight favorite here. Two and a half points. They got the hook. Okay, Andy. Best two teams in the XFL. This is why they are on Monday Night Football. Ooh. The Houston Roughnecks, <laughs> four and one, are coming off their first loss of the season. The DC Defenders are five and zero, are still undefeated. Houston are scoring twenty seven point two points per game, and DC is scoring right behind them at twenty six point eight ah, points I like per game. That. They These got guys offense. are the best two. That's why that over under is sitting at forty two points, Andy. And uh, yeah, like you said, the defenders two and a half point favorite on my book right here. Uh, and you have to give them the edge just because they're five and zero, haven't gave up a loss on the season, and they're at home. Yeah, right. They should be able to cover this. Yeah. 
Exactly. In the Roughnecks. Uh, the Roughnecks on the other side of the ball, like you said, rank first in points allowed with only 15.2. Mm-hmm. While D.C., you know, still very good defense, allow 18 points. Yeah. But they've been able to score a lot more points than right. I think they kind of just, you know, let it go at the end of the games a little bit. I expect the offenses to take the lead, you know, in this game. Both both teams are going to score well over 21 points plus Give me that 42 points over. Easy. Yeah, I was going to say that total sitting there at a 42 right now, Easy. really across the boards, offshore, everywhere you're looking, it's at 42. Yeah. Smashing that over. Just the way that the reason it's so low is that these are the two best defensive teams, but guess what? These are the two best offensive teams. Right, and right. when I go best offense versus best defense, you got to give it to the offense every time. I mean, this XFL, it is, it's pretty enticing if you ask me for your professional betters. Yeah. And a lot of guys that, you know, do those weekly journals and come out with four different uh, write-ups per week. Yeah. They love the XFL. Yeah, no doubt. And you've even seen it on some of your accounts where, hey, I used to be getting lines here. Now they're not really advertising or bringing them up as much. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, the XFL is definitely uh, a Sharps type of game right now. It so is. And get yeah, in on once it, Once right? they gave them a couple weeks, they really honed in on it. So yeah. a lot of these plays that I've been giving you guys have been hitting with the XFL, and uh, I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. I don't think so either. So, uh, <laughs> hey, let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. I've been enjoying the IPA, one of their solid flagship beers. What do you got over there? Obviously, the Taco Vesa. <laughs> every week, week in, week out, Taco Vesa, world class in every glass. That's right. Nebraska Brewing <laughs> Company, world class in every glass. It says that on every single one of their cans, bottles, take-home growlers. Yeah. You're not going to get away from it, and for good reason. Right? That's correct. That, that said it is better correct. myself. All right. Hey, and another thing that folks need to think about, follow us on YouTube. Yeah. That channel is really starting to take off. We're yeah. doing a lot of shorts, you know, single picks, different yeah. picks throughout the week. It's all free and it's all for fun. A lot of fun, guys. Yeah, give us a follow. follow. Give us a subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on TikTok. We got funny stuff. You know, you can fade us. You know, come with us. Whatever you want to do. But it's all free, and it's very entertaining. Oh, yeah, and leave the comments. You know, if you want to fade Jabron, like me most of the time, go ahead and say, you know, Jabron, you, um, uh, what do I like to say? Ignorant schmuck most of the time. You ignorant schmuck. And then you can even (laughs) give your reasons why. Yeah. I will say it would carry a little bit more weight if you were to make that comment before (laughs) kickoff or before tip-off. Yeah, got to love that. Yeah, (laughs) picking a wrong spread and then somebody telling you after the fact, which I get, you know, you still need to take your humble pie as well. So, no, I love uh, love hacking it up with everybody. Definitely give me some razz if I miss something. All righty, don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron, the Parlay Pounder. You got it. Oh, yes, sir. And we're getting back into your wheelhouse. Yeah, let's go. That is the UFC. Mm-hmm. We got Fight Night, Saturday, March 25th, 6 p.m., and that's at the AT&T Center in San Antonio, you got Texas. It. Yep. And it's actually a pretty darn good card. Yeah. They're not taking one off here. No, this they are not. This is at the Apex. This is in San Antonio, Texas. Yep. And so let's start with a couple of Americans here. Let's do it. Andrea Lee, the number 11 contender in the women's flyweights, taking on Macy Barber, yeah. the 13th ranked 
uh, contender in the nation. And wouldn't you know it, the underdog is actually the favorite here. Barber is at minus 275 as the favorite. Yeah. This flylight fight is between two women heading in the opposite direction. We talk about uh, it every time, Andy. Mm-hmm. You know, one hand, Andrea Lee has tasted defeat. In four of her last six fights, ouch! So uh, she has taken, she was taken to the distance uh, in her last fight at UFC Vegas 54, only to lose by unanimous decision. On the other hand, Macy, the future barber, finds herself on a three-fight win streak after back-to-back losses. Before that, she's overcome each of of her last three opponents by points. Most recently, tallying a unanimous decision over former UFC flightweight. Title challenger Jessica I. So that's a very, very good win to win over Jessica I. Yeah, and when you kind of dive into it like you did right there, you're yeah. looking at their overall records. You got Lee at 13 and 6. Well, yeah. six of her losses have come very are recently. Four yeah, four of <laughs> And you talk about Macy Barber, she's 11 and 2, so not as much, you know, tread exactly. on the tires, but those two losses. She's already kind of followed that Got up that with a win. Her. Yeah, yeah. She's, she, she's coming off a win. Lee's coming off a loss. And, yep. I mean, does the name say it all here? Macy Barber is the, the future. future. Yeah. No, Barber <laughs> has the advantage over Lee in most categories, with both women going the distance more often than not, Andy. Uh-huh. I see this being a long fight with Barber coming out on top. On the top of her statistical superiority, she's won three straight fights, like we said, mm-hmm. and has reached the limit in all of them. So no matter what you want to do, winner Macy Barber or that over two and a half rounds, I like both of them. But yeah, definitely give me Macy Barber to win this fight. Yeah, give me the favorite Macy Barber, the 13th ranked, looking to climb those rankings. Exactly, Andy. All right, let's move on up to the women's bantamweight. Let's go. Where we got one of everyone's favorite out there, Holly yeah. Holm, who burst onto the scene. She is still <clears throat> the number three contender yeah. in the world, taking on Yana Santos, the Russian. She is the sixth-ranked uh, contender in the world. This should be a good one. It looks like it's a coin flip. Uh, very tight lines here. I don't even. I don't even know if I can find a favorite right now. Yeah, obviously Holly Holmes is the favorite. She she at the when this fight goes, it'll she'll probably be about a minus one seventy five. Okay. Uh, just you know, straight win fight bet. So uh, she will be she will be the favorite. Uh, it might even get bet up to minus two hundred. So if you find that anywhere mm. under two hundred, definitely grab onto it. Okay. Get it maybe as a parlay piece because this is happening. This is a matchup between two bantamweight fighters that could use a win. After a two-year hiatus, Holly Holm made a return at UFC Vegas fifty-five with a split decision loss to Vera. Yeah. Meanwhile. Yaya Santos is knocked out by uh, Irene Dalana in her first round of their fight at UFC 264. Yikes. So both of these both these fighters, you know, coming off a loss, very very yep. good fighters, but both of them need it with veteran experience on their side. I see Holm getting the win here on top of having the height and the reach advantages and she also has the better strike defense than Santos. Uh yeah, I just you know, considering how Santos has been knocked out three times in her last seven fights, I see her in you know, being in trouble this weekend. But Santos is a better better numbers at grappling. Yeah. You know, so it, is that going to be her route to victory is to take this to the mat? Um, that is a very good observation, Andy. But Holmes' 78% takedown defense should help her stay on Negate her feet that. against an yeah. op- opponent who averages 1.5 takedowns with a 53% accuracy. So that is her yeah. path to victory. That is Santos' path to victory. I just think Holmes has eight career KOs, TKOs, 
wins to her name, and I think this is a great way to pick up number nine. Yeah, and if they can stay on the feet, I really do like that reach advantage uh, for Holly Holm. She's 5'8 versus the Russian, who's only 5'6. Kind of an oddball stat here, though. Yeah. Santos has a two-inch reach advantage, leg advantage. That's just kind of odd, isn't it? She's got long legs, for (laughs) sure. Yeah, uh, no no doubt about it, but... uh, I don't really give that an advantage. We all remember what yeah, yeah. Holly Holm did with her legs against Ronda back in the day. Yikes. So you don't yeah. want to get hit with one of those. But, no, I like Holly uh, winning here. Definitely look closer to fight time to see that TKO thing. It should be probably at plus 250 or something like that. So that will be a good play because mm-hmm. I think Holm does get the knockout here. Hey, I'm, I'm betting American here. I, I can't bet for a Russian. Of course not. No way. Give me Holly Holm <laughs> across the board on this one. Yeah. Should we move on up to the main, main event? Main event. Main event. Main card coming to you from the AT&T yep. Center in San Antonio. That's the number three contender in the world, hailing from Ecuador, Marlon Vera, taking on Corey Sandhagen. He is the number five contender yep. out of the United States. But he, my friends, Corey Sandhagen, is the favorite at must win, minus 180. Yeah, Andy. And I just think this is really one that the books have backwards. And really? For, and for a reason that is, you know, really, really true, that Sandhagen is one of the best of all time. He is. He okay. is. you, you got to give him his props. But Marlon Vera has been on a roll over the past two years. He heads into UFC uh, riding up, you know, this UFC event, riding a four-fight winning streak. He's earned Performance of the Night honors twice over that stretch, including a knockout over Sandhagen's former, you know, uh, enemy, Dominic Cruz, in mm-hmm. his last outing back in August. I really think Vera is a really, really good play here at, like you said, at, uh, plus 138. One, I'm yeah. looking at 155. Yeah, plus 155. Anywhere in that range, that's a very, very good bet. Sandhagen uh, is coming off a win, too, though. Yes. I mean, no bo- both these fighters are coming off win. Vera might be on a little bit more of a roll here. I mean, <laughs> he's given up quite a reach, though. He's only 5'8 compared to Sandhagen, who's 5'11. Yeah, no, everybody I mean, th- loves Sandhagen because of that lanky body that he yeah. has, Andy. Yep. Uh, like you said, he bounced back from back-to-back losses with a TKO win over Song Yandong at UFC Vegas 60. Sandhagen outstruck Song 94-54. to 54, Andy. That is the reason that these two are in the main event wow. at San Antonio. Again, Sandhagen trying to get back up on that pedestal. Yeah. Vera really, really set on making that title shot appearance in the next coming year. So I really like Vera just because of the value it gives you at betting him. Yeah, I'm not plus saying, money. I'm not saying Sandhagen doesn't have a shot at winning this. Yeah. Best bet, Andy. With a upset win, you know, as my prediction, mm-hmm. there's a decent value bet to be had with Vera, you know, like I said, plus 155 on the money line. Okay, But yeah. if that isn't exciting nuts, uh, exciting enough, I could also see Vera winning by decision, by points. Mm-hmm. And that's at plus 650 right now. I think that's a way better, you know, obviously it's a better value bet. And I think it would, I think this will get pushed. You know, all five rounds just because these fighters are so evenly matched. Yeah. And this is going to be one of the best fights of the year, I believe. He, he's taking, he, these guys are definitely taking home fight of the night. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. Both these fighters average fight times at 12 or more. No doubt. You know, so uh, I think there's a lot of good value to be had there. And both these guys, uh, they're, uh, they, they've been around the block. Yeah. Uh, Vera with a 20 and 7 and 1 yeah. lifetime uh, UFC professional record. Sandhagen at 15. 
18 and 4, so not as much, but still he's been around as well, and he likes to string out fights. Exactly, and Vera didn't get knocked out, and Sanhagen has only been finished once in his that That's record that you just yeah. said. That is unprecedented in the UFC. And with both fighters looking evenly matched, I'd say that's just a recipe for the bout to go the distance. So I like the over. I like the over four and a half. But give me Marlon Vera by points at plus 650. What a a play. All righty, Mr. Parlay Pounder. Do you have a parlay play for the people? Definitely. uh, (laughs) Kind of taking this back a little bit of steps. But I am hit... I got a three three team play right here. I am throwing in an XFL game that we talked okay. in the prior segment. Mm-hmm. I got the Sea Dragons and the Guardians over forty two and a half. I got Holly Holm money line, and then I got Marlon Vera at plus one forty five. Throwing twenty dollars on this for a hundred dollars back. Hey, all very right. good. Yeah. I think all three have a very good shot at hidden. You got Vera, Holm, and your Sea Dragons. Sea Dragons over. There you go. And you're taking two favorites there. Yeah. You only need Marlon to come through. The Ecuadorian. Need Marlon. Yep. Some of that Ecuadorian luck, if yep. you will. Yep. And like I said, he's on a roll, so I got to go with the hot hand. And, you know, Stan Hagen, one of my favorites, but this uh, young man's game and Vera's yeah. Yeah. drooling for his chance at a title. All right. Well, let's take a quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company. World class in every glass. You got that taco vase over there? Obviously. Obviously. I've been drinking <laughs> the IPA, one of their staple yes. flagship beers, and it is a solid IPA at that. Nebraska Brewing Company, world class in every glass. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. Welcome back, everybody, to WTL, Where's the Line, Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Jabron, the Parlay Pounder. You got it. You got it. All right. We've kind of done a mixed bag here of of a show. I mean, it's March Madness, so of course we're going to talk a little little NCAA basketball there, XFL football. It's too much fun. Yep. And there's money to be had there, especially if you want to take a little bit of time and dive into that. Yeah, no doubt about Uh, it. So, I mean, we're talking about it, and it's football. It's football. Come on now. Give me that football. Football on ESPN. All right. And then, of course, we talked XFL. Uh, We've been hammering the XFL all season long, and we've had a... You have had a heck of a good run. For UFC, for sure. Yes, yes. That that has been a lot of fun. And another area where we've been uh, knocking them down. Yeah, a little dabble. Yeah, the NBA. Let's talk a little association here. We got a full Saturday slate. Yeah. Three night games in a row with some prime time matchups, if you will. So let's start with the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Nuggets in Denver Tip-off is at 8 p.m. on NBA TV. You need a little subscription help. Yeah, there. Andy, like you said, we're we're literally going to talk about five of the six best teams in the uh-huh. NBA right now. And this uh-huh. is one versus one. Number one team in the East by two and a half games, the Milwaukee yep. Bucks. And then the Denver Nuggets are just you know out in front of the Memphis Grizzlies by four games in the West. So yeah. this is, if you're going to want to watch an NBA basketball game, these are the two best teams in all of the NBA, yeah, and uh, the two best players too. 
Oh, I, oh yeah, I, I for think, sure. I think they are for sure. Um, you know, Giannis. You know, he's not in the MVP rankings right now, but uh, he's just averaging thirty-two points and twelve rebounds. So, I mean, oh man, yeah, over thirty-one points per game. Thirty-one point, yeah, thirty-two points per game, wow. twelve rebounds, and they've already won fifty-one yeah. games, Andy. Yep. Um, yeah, th- and, and they play defense. Yeah, yes. You know, they're they're one of those teams in the NBA that actually plays defense. Yeah, Andy. And you're just looking at their past five. They've won three out of five. You know, dropping an OT loss to the Warriors, that happens. Yes, it does. Uh, Lost one in, in uh, against Indiana. Kind of a, you know, one of those midweek games that you kind of take off or whatever. But they, they are one of the best teams in the NBA. The other side of that coin, the Denver Nuggets are only uh, three out of six of their last games. Um, losing to Brooklyn, New York, and uh, Toronto, kind of having a bad away stretch there, but they eh. do not lose at home. Yeah, um, I, I I just don't see them losing to the Bucks at home. Yeah, and they defend home like no other. Yeah, you know, and especially coming off a couple of tough losses on the road, I expect Denver to get right as well. But I can't get off this Drew Holiday guy from yeah. Milwaukee, man. Averaging over seven assists a game. Once again, Milwaukee is just that <clears throat> team that is an actual team. Yes. They got shooters that shoot. They got uh, guys that can score and defend the rim in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Uh, and they also got guards that are willing to pass, willing to distribute like Drew Holiday. I really like the Bucks. Yeah. All that being said, give me Denver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll I'll give you one passer that's better than Drew Holiday, and that's huh? a center for the Denver Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jo- Jokic is just you know averaging a triple double right now, nine point nine assists per game, twelve rebounds, and twenty five points. The guy just gets it done. He's I think he's the best player in the NBA yeah. with good reason. Uh, yeah, Denver sitting at forty eight wins right now. Give me Denver at home. That's no joke. Yeah. See what I did there? I I did. I did. (laughs) The Joker. All right, let's move on Yeah. uh, to another night game here out west. Yeah. That is the uh, 76ers traveling out to Phoenix to take on the Suns. All the stars, all the fun. Suns getting that squad together. This should be a good one. Yeah, Andy. This is really fun how we got, you know, two, you know, East versus West matchups Uh with two of the best teams in each conference, respectively. Uh, The 76ers. I I just believe right now are one of the best teams in all of the yes, NBA. Yes. I think they're the only ones that could push the Bucks to the limit okay. in the East right now, right. just because Joel Embiid, the monster, yeah. is tr- he is he's on a dead end path to win that MVP. He's just pushing it in and night in night out, and he might get on the voter side just because Jokic has won it twice in a row. Yep. So I really believe the 76ers come in and beat the Phoenix Suns. Wow, at home. Just one reason, Andy. One reason. DeAndre Aiden has been banged up. I don't know if he'll be mm. back in time for Saturday night's game. And if Aiden doesn't play, Embiid's going for fifty. What about Harden? What's it, what's his injury status there? Yeah, he's good right now. I think he's you know just day to day. I he's, think he always does that. He, he just always does that. Uh, Embiid is kind of like that as well. Oh, sure, they took him out. You know, uh, Wednesday night. They're beating the Chicago Bulls by 35 points, so but, pull them. But Embiid's like eight foot tall and like five, 400 pounds, something <laughs> yeah. like that. So, like, I get it. But yeah. but Harden's just one of those guys like, come on, man. Yeah. But that's a, that's a big reason. You know, NBA is all about your all-stars. Yeah. It's all about kind of the individuals. I kind of want to see Harden square off with Durant. Yeah, no. And that is the sad thing about this, Andy, mm-hmm. is that Durant will be out 
for this uh, game. He's just he, 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 the NBA needs to get that right. It, they do. In one of the first games that Durant played for the Suns, he sprained his ankle going up for a layup during warmups, uh, yeah. and now he's not supposed to be back till the beginning of April. So I do believe Harden's in. I, Durant's out. Aiden might be out. So this might be a one-man show for Devin Booker, and he yeah. won't be able to handle Harden and Embiid. Yeah, he could go off for 50-55, whatever he wants to do, but it's not going to be enough. No, you can cancel out yeah. one of them, not both. All right, should we uh, move on to a another nightcap, a 9 o'clock tip? Yeah, yeah, that, let's do it, Andy. A couple of teams that not a lot of people are talking about, but we're definitely talking about. Yeah. That is the Utah Jazz heading on out to Sacramento to take out our take on the Kings. Yeah, Andy, and the Utah Jazz are in kind of this weird, re, uh, you know, back and forth with the L.A. Lakers for that last spot in the mm-hmm. play-in tournament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they are fighting for their lives right now. They don't want to be in that play-in. They do not want to be. Well, they want to be in the play-in. They want their their one game in the play-in right now. If not, they're totally out of the playoffs. So they're, uh, they're tr- just trying to stay one game above that Laker team, and so they're just fighting for their lives. On the other side of the ball here, Andy, this Sacramento team is one of the funnest teams that I've they watched are. in the NBA for a very long time. Yep. What you were saying about pieces, Andy, there's no, there's no legit you know, no, superstar, superstar, right? It's 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 all that they're just team basketball. I mean, obviously, De'Aaron Fox is that All Star caliber player, but and then Sabonis is right there. I was gonna as say well. it has to be Sabonis, yeah. and there's no way we're gonna talk about him being a superstar. Yeah. You know, he, just a multiple time All Star, Andy. But <laughs> no, it. they they got it all, Andy, and um, they they're on the league on the regular series. Uh, season series, they mm-hmm. are up two to one on the Jazz. They win at home very regularly, so I like the Sacramento Kings here. Uh, one tidbit of information: Jordan Clarkston, for the leading assist guy for the Utah Jazz, should be back in time for this game. Be has been dealing with a finger, uh, but on the other side of that coin, Kevin Herter, the sharpshooter out of Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, should yeah. be back in time for this game for the Sacramento Kings. So the threes will be falling. Give me the Kings in this one. And it's at home. It's at and, home. And, you know, we, we've talked about that, what an advantage that is in the NBA, yeah. especially when um, you, you get a team like Sacramento that's holding on to the top spot in the Pacific standings there yeah. in their region. Um, and you, you talked about Sabonis. Real quick, he leads the team in assist with over seven per game. Yeah. And field goal percentage. So I mean, he's not—he's not getting too far away from the rim. He just gets it done. The yeah, garbage exactly. man. No, he's—he's mini—he's mini Joker without the shooting. Yeah. Uh, like you said, pulling down 13 rebounds as well, Andy. Uh, one tidbit that you're going to look at here is that they just did play the Jazz on March 20th and did lose to him. In Utah. In Utah. In Utah. So this is this is not a shoe-in game. I just think they're getting a little bit of revenge here. It's at home. Give me the yep. Kings. But the the Jazz, like we said, uh, a playoff flirting team. It's a very dangerous team late in the season. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, watch out for the Jazz. Yep. Um, and, and a fun thing that uh, I kind of stumbled across doing uh, some research here yep. for tonight, uh, you know, today's show here, uh, the Sacramento Kings lead the entire NBA in team scoring. Yeah. They average over 20, 21 points per game. That's better than Golden State. That's better than Denver. Boston. Yep. That, yeah, that's better than Denver. Unbelievable what Sacramento has been able to do this year. And as you said, there's no stars per yeah. se. There's no Kevin Durant. There's no James Harden no. pouring in 30 per night. These guys are passing the ball around, getting it kind of – 
Like you said, it's a poor man's uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah, without the flashy shooters. Exactly. You know, it's just it's just team they basketball. Do the right thing. I like it. Yeah. No, they got. It's as simple as basketball you can get, Andy. You got a really good center that likes to distribute the ball, very smart yep. with the ball, a very good play action point guard that can score oh and the sharpshooters on the side. So they're a very good team. I just I just uh How boring is that? You just ran it down. <laughs> they got a point guard that brings the ball up the court and passes it. A center, they play through the post. Uh just guys. Yeah, so they probably have four or five passes before each shot. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my god. They're, they're bringing back the Hoosier way. I was gonna say what is this, an Indiana movie or something like that? My God. No, I, I love the Sacramento <laughs> Kings, and uh, I, I like them on Saturday night for sure. I, I would have to agree with you on that one, Jabron. The yes, parlay. sir. You don't have another parlay play. I you. do not, Andy, just because right. uh, we're done a so far out, and I, yep. gave, I gave two yep. plays. The, the people yeah, got what they wanted. Done it. We've already done it. We don't want, we don't want to overstrain the parlay you, you pounder here. You got it. You got it. All right. Well, let's take a quick minute to re- recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company. I've been drinking my IPA. Yeah. Got your taco vesa over For there. Sure. That's gonna they're gonna be brewing that uh, full tilt here because that is a great summertime lager, light, easy drinking beer. Yep. I'm drinking one of the flagships, their IPA. Yep. Uh, just solid, just a solid beer. One of the best. Nebraska Brewing Company, world class in every glass. Well, that'll about do it for WTL this week, folks. Be sure to give us a follow on our YouTube channel. Yeah, a lot know. of a lot of daily picks, a lot of fun stuff that we're putting out there. You know, shorts, full long, uh, full long segments that yep. you know we cut up a little bit. But yeah, follow us on Twitter, follow us on TikTok, but definitely the YouTube page. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, we got the feature length videos yeah. for people like to watch their podcast, and that's becoming a bigger, bigger thing. And then you mentioned the YouTube shorts. Yep. Um, so it, it's all good. It's all fun. Uh, and if you haven't already, please think about giving us a follow yeah. on your podcasting uh, platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or anything else. We're anywhere yeah. podcasts are found right you now. You will be able to find us no matter what. That would, <laughs> and that would help out the boys. That would yes, help out would. the cause. Thank you. So thank you. And thanks to everyone that's been with us so far. It's been a wild and fun ride here in year two of Where's the Line? So for Jabron, the par, lay, pounder, I'm Andy Klassen. Thank you for listening. This has been WTL. <laughs>